What's going on, Seven Figures Nation? Welcome to today's episode. Today's episode is going to be one that's going to help you for everybody out there who's going through adversity, struggles, difficulty. You're learning how to do something new. Maybe you've started a side hustle. Maybe you're going through the journey of investing in real estate, or you're just starting that brand new business and looking to grow and join the Seven Figures Club. And that's what the purpose of this podcast is all about. Today's guest is Nick Prefontaine. He is someone who's going to provide insights on how to conquer adversity and difficulty, things that you guys couldn't even imagine. By the way, he was named a top motivational speaker of 2022 by Yahoo Finance. He's a five-time, or excuse me, three-time best-selling author, founder, CEO, and podcast host. Uh, He also, like I said, um, has a, a specific system. It's called the STEP system, which he's able to lead clients through to overcome their own traumas. We all have difficulties and, and crazy traumas throughout our life, but he's going to help you guys get through that and understand where your limitless potential is found. He's been featured in Brains Media, Sway and Authority Magazine, and one of the you know very principal incredible events that happened in his life at age 14 he suffered a life-threatening snowboarding accident his parents were told he would probably never ever walk talk or eat on his own again however he overcame all of that and he does do all of that today and more obviously as an entrepreneur and as an investor and uh, in his talks he shares the same system that helped him run out of the hospital not only did he get out of the hospital you know fully functional but he actually ran out of it and he's going to teach you guys how you can apply this same system to your lives to make it through any trauma crisis or life challenge i'm super excited to welcome nick to the show nick welcome how are you doing today there are over 32 million businesses in the u.s and over 90 percent of them will never break seven figures in annual sales So how do we as entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs break into that seven figures club? This podcast will relentlessly share the secrets, strategies, and tactics I've used to create three multi seven figures businesses and bring in even more successful entrepreneurs than me to share their inspirational stories and tactics to success. You can create your dream business in life right now. So buckle up and let's go. I'm doing outstanding, Leo. How you doing? doing fantastic nick you know i think as uh the audience was listening to your introduction and bio there a lot of them were probably thinking of some of their own difficulties but there's a lot more detail to that story of what happened to you at age 14 and the incredible challenge that it was for you for your family tell us if you would a little bit more about the details surrounding uh that the crazy experience at age 14 and what some of the details were, some of the challenges, and of course, you know, how in the world were you running out of that hospital? Sure thing. Um, I'm I'm excited to be here and excited to share this. So um, it always goes back to that fateful day back in 2003. I was at Ski Club with my friends, and my friends and I had all brought our snowboard gear, Leo, onto the bus to get ready so we wouldn't miss a precious moment once we got there. And we got to the mountain, and because we were ready, we headed right for the top. On the way to the top, we noticed that it was very icy because it had been raining. So people were wiping out everywhere. However, it wasn't our our first go-around. It wasn't our first run or our our first year even snowboarding or skiing. So 
we knew what we were doing. So we got to the top and going up the chairlift, I saw the biggest jump in the training park. I was like, oh, that's it. I'm, I'm definitely hitting that. I'm definitely going off that. So got to the top, buckled into my snowboard, took a breath of that uh, crisp winter air and confidently charged towards that jump with all my speed. And going up to the jump, I caught the edge of my snowboard on the snow going up the jump. And that kind of threw me off balance. And I was told that I landed on my head and I wasn't wearing a helmet. Um, some other things that I learned was that my goggles were the only protection that my head had. So I wore some really big goggles uh, with a lot of padding. They're they were called spies. They were, I don't know if you're familiar with skiing or snowboarding, but spies got spy goggles. Yeah. All right. They have a lot. So you know this. They have a lot of padding. They're they're very big, or at least they were back yeah. in 2003. And those are the only that was my, for lack of a better term, that was my helmet. Um, so wow. with each hit, because they were right on my head, they kept mysteriously or not so mysteriously depending on what you believe leo or any of your listeners believe they rotated with each impact so as i continue wow. to make impact down the mountain they kept rotating to brace uh, my head against the ice then i had to be life flighted or i had to be rushed to the hospital they wanted to life flight me uh because the severity of my injuries however it was too windy so they had to send in an ambulance and oh, out of the, out of the six paramedics that were working in the area, uh, there was only one who could intubate on the spot. And because of the severity of my injuries, I needed that to be able to breathe. And luckily for me, he was one of the ones that showed up to the mountain that day. And there are, there are always, there are always these three things that I like to, whenever I'm retelling the story in one form or the other that I like to really hit on. So it was my goggles, uh, the right paramedic was working in the area. Then I yeah. got to the hospital. I was in the coma, uh, so I wasn't able to communicate with anyone. My parents were there. Um, the doctors would come into my room, as doctors do, to share the not-so-positive news. Uh, the longer and longer time went on, it was more grim and more grim. And they went to tell my parents what was happening. And luckily for me, my parents stopped them and said, no, no, not in front of him. Because they understood that even though I was in a coma, I was still taking information. So they made the doctors step outside to share the news with them. And you you already touched on it in your introduction. They Once they got outside my room, the doctors told my parents that I probably wasn't going to be able to walk, talk or eat on my own ever again. And even if I was able to come out of my coma, there was a good chance that I was going to need 24-hour care for the rest of my life. Now, my parents didn't accept this like so many patients do and their families as a death sentence. They just, they took the information. They realized that this is what the doctors have to do. They, they have to go over this information for liability reasons with everyone and set the worst case scenario um, for so they don't get lawsuits and things like that. So they, they took yeah. the information, thanked the doctors, and then this allowed me, Leo, to treat it like any other situation. 
So I didn't know this. I didn't know any of this. And I was just like, all right, well, I got as soon as I was aware of my surroundings and it took me a month to really come out of my coma. They say it was three weeks, but it was really a month um, that I don't I don't remember for my life. So I as soon as I was aware of my surroundings and the work that was uh, left in front of me, I got up, did the best that I could, and I kept getting better every day. What were some of the first memories you had as you started to become conscious again weeks later? Did did you remember the accident? What did you what did you remember when you started to wake up there? No, I, I didn't I didn't remember anything. It was a it was yeah. a partially it was a partially induced coma. So yeah. that that time from my life is very like I've I've seen videos of myself in the ICU at the intensive. Right at uh, the intensive care unit in the SU. And um, I've seen videos of myself with my eyes open looking around. And I don't remember that. It's like the lights are on, but no one was home. And that was yeah. for a re- that was for a reason, obviously. So I think my memory started at the month point. So um, the accident was February 5th. I first started having memories on March 5th. And I was initially transported to the third floor of the rehab hospital. I was transported after a month and I was transported to the third floor and that was reserved for the most critical cases. So I hardly, I really hardly have any memory of being on that floor um, because I was in the process of coming off all the drugs and medication. Um, my those, those really fuzzy memories. And then my May like all my memories from the hospital are when I was transported down to the second floor. And that's where I really began my journey to learn how to walk, talk and eat again. Hmm. I would, it was long days for me. So to give you an idea, to give you an idea, I would, I would get up in the morning and at first I was in a fully, fully supported wheelchair uh, which went all the way up to support my head. And then from there, I graduated to just a regular wheelchair. I would need help getting out of bed in the morning in my wheelchair. And then the nurse or therapist would, would take me to the bathroom or the shower. And I would have to, this isn't the glamorous part that they talk no, about in movies or anything. Yeah. I had to, I had to learn how to shower again. I had to learn everything all over again. So um, I even had to learn as simple down to like the water that came before the soap kind of thing. Like I, I had to learn how to do everything. And luckily with their help, it came back. But just to give you a like an inside scoop into like a, a day in my life there, I would start there. I would start my day by taking a shower and learning how to shower again. Then I would have sessions in the morning of physical occupational and speech therapy and Mm -hmm. after which you broke for lunch and i can relate this to because everyone has doubts so i i can it's human nature this was the point that it was early on in my recovery i was still in a wheelchair and i was at a break for lunch and i was in a wheelchair looking over my situation and i just couldn't figure it out now my mom was with me every day going to every therapy and every doctor's appointment and i i was just looking over everything and i couldn't figure it out so i turned to her and said am i ever going to be able to walk again and she didn't even hesitate she said of course you are that's what we're doing that's the whole reason we're here so you can get everything back and we can go home so this 
I, the reason I point to this is it was probably the the one moment of doubt that I can remember. Otherwise, it was just every day, just get up and 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 work and and go to th- go to therapies and everything. So then after lunch, I would have more sessions, double sessions every day, a physical, occupational, and speech therapy, and um, they were they were long days. And if you if you fast forward a little bit, um, after less than 60 days after that, let me see. Yeah. 60, less than 60 days after that, I ran out of the hospital. Hmm. Oh, that was always my goal. So my parents had the, the goal for me as any, any, uh, parents would for their child who got in an injury, an accident like that is okay. You got to make a full recovery. Let's get everyone on the same page to make a full recovery. And I heard in the back of my head, Leo, was, um, no, you're going to run out. So then that became our common goal um, was, okay, what do we have to do to get in there to run out of the hospital? So every week we were working towards that. And um, April 24th, 2003, I realized that goal and I, I ran out of the oh, hospital. So let me take a breath uh, there because I've been doing a lot of talking. I mean, that's, that's less than 90 days. So that was 90 days. You went from being in a coma to being unable to walk, talk and function as a human being to being able to run out. The, the first thing that, that caught my attention is just how much, uh, your parents had incredible faith, incredible faith that you would make a recovery, incredible faith in a higher being that would, you know, guide the medical professionals and you to be able to make that happen. And then, but at the same time, you know, you had to do the work day in and day out. And so as you were going through that work of recovering, what were the things that they asked you to focus on each day so that you were actually making progress day after day? Because at the very beginning, like you said, it was, well, we have to make sure the water's on before we start you know, to, 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 you know, put the soap on your body and, and shampoo your hair. And so it was very step-by-step step. and then walking. And then there was a uh, speech therapy, so many different things, but what were the things that you focused on or that uh, some of the, you know, medical professionals, your parents had you focus on so that you were indeed making progress on a day-to-day basis? So it was, uh, it was recently, it was recently reflected back to me what I, and you touched on it in, uh, when you were introducing me, it was recently reflected to me from a mentor of mine, my mentor, uh, Trisha Brooke, that she said, well, wait a minute. So you like, all right, so you have a, you have a great story. You made a, a, a great recovery and everything. How'd you do it? And I just said, I don't know. I just, I got up every day and I didn't. And she said, no, like, that's not good enough. You got to go deeper. And she kept asking me like seven times. And it got to a point where I was like, ah, I was like, oh, my God, this is so hard. Like, I was so frustrated. But out of that came the step system. And okay. that, that, what, that was what I unknowingly used when I was when I was in the hospital to not only Perfect. make a full recovery, but run out of the hospital. So I'll just, I'll go over like a 10,000 foot view. So S, uh, STEP is an acronym. So S is support, 
You have to make sure you have the support of your family and friends right from the beginning. This frees up so much of your mental energy to focus on accomplishing your objective. Um, so a lot of people don't think of this, but if you don't line up your support right from the beginning, then you're going to be doubting everyone's like motives and, well, is this person really here to help me? What are they looking to get out of this? Uh, that kind of thing. Um, whereas if you line them up right from the beginning, um, you're not, you're not going to have to worry about that and you can focus on your recovery. Key is trust, trust that the next step is always going to be available to you once you take your first step. This also starts with trusting yourself. So trust that you have this desire or calling inside of you. Um, and I've already touched, I've already touched on it, Leo, that um, like I trust in myself and I've always, I've always done a pretty good job at doing that because when they said you're going to make a full recovery, I heard in my head, no, you're going to run out. So then that, that was what everyone worked towards. Um, then a few years ago, actually all throughout my life, I've had the voice in the back of my head that's been saying to me that you have to be, and I've always done it naturally. And I've always never, never even thought twice about it. Always, whenever someone has an accident or a trauma that they're going through, I always un unknowingly, unconsciously share the step system with them and give that to them so they can move through their trauma and have incident limitless possibilities. I've always done it. I've always done it by accident. Um, this this trusting, and I've always shared the step system with them. Um, and the E is energy. If you don't have you your like energy, that. yeah. If you don't, if like you don't that. have your energy, how can you expect to affect um, and impact others to the highest degree possible? Um, and this is really to this day, I focus on my energy. I once a month and I'm going this week, I'm going on Wednesday. I get uh, energy treatments. Uh, Twina. Twina is basically a Chinese massage. And mm. I get that done once a month to keep my energy high. So I'm able yeah. to affect people to the highest degree possible. Uh, another aspect of energy is maintaining your energy and keeping it at, at a high level. Uh, will allow the body to heal and mm -hmm. medications have the potential to get in the way of that. Uh, finally, yeah. P is persistence. So persistence, once you've taken your first step, keep getting up every day and taking your next step, no matter how small. And by continuing to move forward every day, you are building an unstoppable momentum. So this, this attitude, this attitude of uh, just just keep getting up and taking that next step every day. Like that's all we can control is yes. something that I, I've done my whole life. And it, it's been ingrained, like my family and I have done it our whole life. And now I've created, uh, we've created the step system uh, to be able to help people. And I'll, at the end, I can give your listeners a way they, they can download the whole step system for free. I just went over like a, a 10,000 foot view, but every day, to answer your question, I'm not dodging you. I'm not dodging your question. Um, oh, answer you're your question. answering the question very thoroughly. It's we're, we're, I'm going to unpack it in a minute, but keep going. Yeah, thank you. Um, it was it was every day. I, I just I trusted I trusted the so I it it was it's the whole step system, but I trusted the experts. So 
every day was following the therapist, what the therapist asked me to do. Like those, those are the experts at that point. And they know my goal and they want to help me get there to my goal. So it was every day doing the work and every day following the experts. Absolutely. So to unpack this step system again, everybody, support is where it starts with. And I think for a lot of people that are going through, you know, a a really big challenge, a trial, maybe starting a business, maybe they had a physical, you know, accident like you go through. It's so important to have that support. And so whether it's, uh, you know, a husband, wife, a spouse, like there has to be that support. You have to get them on board to support you out throughout the process, or it's going to be very, very difficult. I remember one of my mentors, who's a very successful entrepreneur and built a really big fintech company, hundred million dollar business. He talked about how supportive, you know, his wife and family were of his business when he took that big risk and started it. In the same way, your parents and the medical professionals were so supportive of you. And then there's trust, there's trust with those people that are supporting you. But then there's also trust that you have where you can trust in the process. And I think that's where a lot of people, you know, go awry is they go through the challenge. They don't trust the process. And the thing that you've mentioned a few times here is don't try and figure out how to overcome these challenges, start a business, learn how to invest in real estate on your own. You want to have a mentor. You want to have a coach, someone who's already been down and overcome something similar. When you have that mentor, uh, that's where you can actually trust in a process because they've already seen, you know, the pitfalls and the obstacles along the way. And the energy, energy is so huge. I can't tell you. I mean, as as a as a football coach of my uh, my eleven year old, fourteen year old that I've I've coached their teams. I always talk about energy before practice, before games, because the teams that don't have energy don't win. I talk about it to our team here at Seven Figures Funding. You've got to bring energy every day, every call, every client, every partner, because when you do, you can change somebody's entire outlook. And then the last one, persistence, being relentless and doing it consistently over time. You'd be surprised. You know, there's a a quote from Bill Gates that says a lot of people overestimate what they can do in a year, but they underestimate what they can do in 10 years. And the positive impact, you know, Nick, that you've been able to have on so many people explaining how you got through this experience. And now people can use this step formula, you know, throughout their lives as they go through challenges, as they start businesses, as they go through that next step, and even to help family members and others who are going through it. Sometimes they, you need to share this with them. And so I know a lot of the audience at this point, Nick is thinking, well, amazing experience and story and an actual formula that you synthesize to help someone go through a challenge and get through the other side. Where can they learn more about uh, this step formula and everything that you've shared so far today? Sure. They they can go to my website and that's very, they can go to nickprefontaine.com forward slash step and they can download the whole step system for free. Um, and that'll allow them to take their first step today. So what we unpacked is just a, just a fraction of it. And actually we didn't even talk about this, Leo, but the thing, the things that you shared are all within the step system. Uh, which is amazing. We didn't even talk about that, but uh, yeah, they they can down they can uh, go there and download it today for free. Amen. Well, everybody, that is Nick Prefontaine. That's N I C K P R E F O N 
T-A-I-N-E.com forward slash step, Nick Prefontaine.com forward slash step. And you can go ahead and just uh, put your name and email in there and receive support and tools to start going after your limitless potential and download the free step system that Nick has successfully you know, built out and not only used to succeed in overcoming this amazing physical challenge that he had to go through. He's used it to start and build and grow businesses. Uh, he and his family ha- are monster real estate investors on the East Coast. In fact, they've got an amazing event coming up uh, in a little bit. But boy, if you want to succeed, be around successful people. If you want to overcome challenges and obstacles, learn from somebody who's done it. And that's utilizing and implementing the step system that Nick just shared with you today. Nick, for somebody going through maybe the very beginning of a challenge, I want to give you the final word uh, of advice or counsel that you would offer to them as they're starting, you know, to go through one of these big types of challenges. Yeah, that's a great question. And I think, I think it goes back to the, What's ringing in my head right now is the first step is often the hardest for yep. people. Um, but you have to remember to just get started because once you take that first step, no matter how small it is, your next step is always going to be available. So you can liken I liken this to anything in my life that I'm that I'm starting new is just take one small step, like go on and, and look into something like just just one small step. And then every day, just keep taking that next step. Just keep going forward. And as long as you do that, nothing can stop you. Amen, everybody. Take the first step and get a little bit better today than you were yesterday, a little bit better tomorrow than you were today. And you'd be surprised where you'll be in a few months, in a few years. And you'll look back at the terrible challenge that you're going through, whether it's bankruptcy, whether it's a a physical accident, whether it's a divorce, whatever the trauma is that you're going through, there's a way to come out on the other side of it. And this step system is going to help you to get there. If you get a little bit better every single day, uh, it's incredible what you can accomplish with that type of determination and persistence. Nick, thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast and sharing your inspirational experiences and system for success with the audience today. Thanks for having me, Leo. You gotta have me back. We gotta gotta talk more. There's so much more to unpack here. Amen. We definitely will. Thanks so much, Nick. Are you looking for more seven-figure secrets, content, or even how you can launch your own recession-proof business? Then check out sevenfigures.com. That's the digit seven F-I-G-U-R-E-S.com, where we share more videos, stories, strategies funding solutions, entrepreneurial education, and even the secret business type that's recession-proof. Thank you for listening, and if you're finding value in our podcast, please give us a five-star and invite others to join the club.